Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. And that's it, it's over. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. Hello and welcome to For Future Considerations, episode number 40, The Big 4-0. I'm John Rashot, and joining me, as always, the guys, Matt and Manny. And uh, I know one of them is celebrating, so first I'll say hello to Matt. How are you? <laughs> uh, John, great talking to you. Uh, looking forward to the next 29 minutes or so uh, where we're just going to hear, um, what's the song? Uh, Jose, Jose, is that the song? I forget the words. And Manny, um, what's new with you? Anything interesting happened in the last couple of nights? Well, I've been drinking a lot of Jose is what's been happening in the last 24 hours. Another week of stellar hockey in the NHL playoffs. And of course, the Montreal Canadiens. Come on, boys. Don't you love that victory? A sweep. It was a sweep. Rashad, I'll let you go first because I know you kind of jumped on the, the Jets bandwagon. Um, <laughs> and then I'll I'll comment on, on uh, my thoughts on, oh, on come how on. hockey's been a lot. John, why don't you go ahead first? Play the song, John. Play the song. <laughs> All right, music to Manny's ears right there. <laughs> Woo! Ole, 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 ole. Everybody. <laughs> so in my opinion, Mark Shifley, who didn't play for them, was probably their best player of the last couple of games. <laughs> oh, That's... man. I, That's great. I know we're going to talk about it, John, so... You tee up whatever you need to tee up here, John, and then let's get into it, okay? (laughs) Just get the official business out of the way. Well, we're going to get into hockey, but also basketball, baseball, football, tennis, even boxing on this episode for future considerations. But let's start with the NHL playoffs. As they battle in the corner, Caulfield picks it up in front, scores! Series winner! How the heck did the Montreal Canadiens not only beat Winnipeg, but sweep the Jets? What a great goal call that was. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Were you guys watching the game Monday night? Of course you were. Yeah, I was. (laughs) (laughs) Winnipeg comes back to tie it up. But were you ever scared... Were you ever worried that Montreal was going to lose that game? Oh, no. No. I was waiting for the other shoe to drop during the whole game. They dominated. They did. My my takeaway from from that game, and, and not only the series, maybe what I, what I like seeing is bringing back that championship red, that Tiger Woods red. Mark Bergevin's suits are absolutely sick. That guy could be a French-Canadian James Bond if he cut his hair a little bit. And wasn't so angry. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? More and more people are going to buy that suit. Absolutely. Because Mark Bergevin's wearing it and they're winning it. They are. He wore it in game seven when the Habs beat the Leafs. 
Ward in game four. Uh-huh. When the Habs beat Winnipeg, and he'll wear it some more. I know. And, and, in the next round. I saw a little bit of chicken wing sauce on there. Maybe it was some ranch <laughs> or something, uh, some blue cheese on the on the sleeve there. I don't know what that was. He was so excited. He wanted to kiss babies, hug everybody. It was amazing. <laughs> no, nothing beats the reaction of the guy that's jumping up and down, looking around, just trying to find somebody to hug, and there's nobody there. <laughs> And then he just grabbed some woman who I don't even know if she was in the suite or not. Uh, She came running over. She was pretty excited. Listen, the Habs are playing the best hockey that we've seen any team play, really, right now. They've won seven in a row. They've outscored the Jets 14-6 to in four games. Only two forwards scored for the Jets mm-hmm. in the entire series. Two forwards. They never trailed in the series. In fact, Montreal has gone 437 minutes without trailing in a hockey game. They had all four lines going. Corey Perry, Eric Stahl look like the 2007 versions of themselves. Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield look amazing. Carey Price is at the top of his game. The Montreal Canadiens are on fire. And they're kings of the north, baby. Kings of the north. And that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about boxing. Let's let's talk about something. <laughs> oh, man. So Mark Scheifele got four games for his hit on Jake Evans. A hit that everyone seemed to have an opinion on. What did you guys think of the suspension? Uh, I was fine with the number. I wanted the number to be a little bit lower with the expectation that he would be able to come back and play in that series so Montreal could kind of even the score a little bit. Um, Obviously, his teammates let him down and did not give Montreal that opportunity. Um, I'm fine with with the four games. Uh, I I think we had a great conversation uh, on our Twitter and uh, and Instagram, um, Facebook as well, uh, of what that should be. And that, I think, we've got some really varying uh, numbers. I think we got 10 a couple times. I think we got zero a few times. Um, so it was interesting to see where it uh, where it all lands, but I'm fine with four. I would have said three, or but four, is, four works for me. Rashad, where did you land on this? Yeah, I thought three or four as well. I kind of wanted to see him come back in the series just to, uh, to see what the Canadians would do to him when he got back, but I'm happy with that number of games. I can't believe the people who thought he shouldn't have gotten anything for that. that After was a, vi- a goal, and you it was a somebody, vicious hit. Yeah, I, was, I totally uh, agree. It made made me think of Dale Hunter back in the day. It reminds me of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was more of a bang bang play. Like I think Turgeon was celebrating when he got nailed by Hunter. Right. The one thing I just did not like about this was the fact that he never even attempted to play the puck. Mm-hmm. Like, he was going for the hit. The stick was up. Mm-hmm. Like, he, if he makes an attempt at the puck and finishes his check, then mm-hmm. I don't think anybody talks about it whatsoever. Sure. But he, he was frustrated all game. Mm-hmm. One thing he wanted to do, and that was to nail Jake Evans no matter what. Yeah, that was pretty obvious. And I thought they, the league could have given him more and given him at least six because that would have meant he wouldn't come back in the series. Um, I I didn't like the hit at all whatsoever. 
And, you know, there's the debate. Well, his feet was on the ice when he started the check, but his feet were up in the air when he laid the check. When you lunge yourself at somebody, your feet are always on the ground That's to begin the last with, right? point of contact to right? get yourself up To that get high. yourself up. So yeah. no wonder his feet are up. You can cleanly hit somebody and your skates stay on the ice, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The only thing that I'll take away from what you'd said as far as playing the puck, in the position that he was, and again, this is watching it over and over. This is not real time at the speed that it happens. This is a frame-by-frame analysis. There's nowhere for him to play that puck. He's coming towards the puck. The puck has made its turn and is basically in front of the gaping wide open net. So he, at that point, then has to either go lift the stick at full speed, pull back on the stick, and try to get a piece of the puck or take the body. I think he's right in taking the body. I just think you can't come from the blue line in, like you said, jump into somebody and and expect that that to be okay as the play is in its conclusion. Jake Evans was not going to you know lift that puck and go bar down or, or right. miss the net. Like that was a pretty concluded play by the time he got there. I what about if he puts a stick in front of him, like? Lead with your stick when you finish the check. Mm. He didn't lead with his stick. Though. No, and then the, I think the you know the stick for me comes out of play because the stick can't do anything for the puck. If he's leaning forward, he's just going to poke the puck in instead of Jake Evans' stick. But if you're going into the body, you don't need the stick for the body. So he obviously made the choice very early in the process to go right in and, and try to knock the uh, the body down. He went heavy, he went hard. He made sure that this guy was was you know, obstructed as much as possible. But the play had already concluded itself. And I do think the fact that he doesn't get up right away, he ends up on the stretcher, he gets taken off, um, plays into the suspension as well. 100%. Injuries always play into yeah. the suspension, right? Yeah. Uh, either way, I didn't think Shifley's... Uh, suspension would impact Winnipeg that much. No like kidding. They had no offense whatsoever after that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, one of the other takeaways from, from this, and I think this is really one of the ugly sides of it too, um, we don't know the details of it or where it all comes from, but for the, the absolute losers that are reaching out to Mark Shifley's sister, oh, his yeah. parents. His brother. His brother. Like, w- w- come on. Really, this is what you are. You think that his sister and calling out his sister or sending hate mail to his parents is the only logical at at that moment. You're like, oh, this this makes total sense. Like, that's (laughs) that's disgusting. It is. It really is. Like, there's no business to attack someone's family. No. For something that happened on the ice. None whatsoever. And what do you guys think of the other second round series in the NHL? Well, there's another one that's over. The the Stanley Cup champion Carolina Hurricanes are out <laughs> in the second round, losing the, to Tampa Bay. The wannabe Stanley Cup the, champions? The wannabes lose Your to the team? defending. My team. You're not a Kaniac anymore? No. I, I, you got three guys on that. T- what, a, what a terrible series <laughs> for three major players on that team. It was a terrible playoff. For, for Svechnikov. I thought he was invisible 98% of the time. Invisible is a good word. Sebastian Ajo was fine, but not creating anything. And some poor team is going to give a ton of money to maybe the most overrated defenseman in the NHL in Dougie Hamilton. Didn't you think some of the games were close, though? 
They like, were very close. I thought they were. I thought it was a really good series. I'm disappointed it ended so fast because the games were were very entertaining. But uh, Tampa Bay's, you know, the, this is the the age old analogy. Tampa Bay's best players were their best players, and Carolina's was not. And that's you know you you're not only in a matchup of even teams, but you're going up against the team that won the Stanley Cup next year or last year. You've got to be better than that. And I, to going up and down the the roster, there's there's one player that that I think was better than not necessarily his counterpart, but better than where he needed to be. And for me, that was Alex Nedeljkovic. To be the best, you got to beat the best. And you, you don't win your best players score one goal and four assists. One goal and three assists. One goal. Well, that was Jake Bean, by the way, who also had the same amount of points as Dougie Hamilton in the series. <laughs> I, well, maybe I was, if we reach out to Doug Hamilton's uh, family. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 Mr. <laughs> Mr. Hamilton, I, I bet $8 that the Carolina Hurricanes were going to win a Stanley Cup, and I'm going to find you, and I'm going to take out... I'm going to find your dog, and... <laughs> This is not over. This is not over. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that? Like, Tampa Bay looks really good. Yeah. I'm really happy to see Vegas make a series For sure. out of it against Colorado. Yeah. Because they look dynamite, those two teams. Like, Vegas actually looks faster than Colorado, and uh-huh. I thought Colorado was the fastest team in the NHL. No kidding. I'm thrilled the Islanders are playing well. They're a gutsy team. They're a lot of fun to watch. I'm not even asking you this question, Manny. I don't want to hear it. But, John, if I were to give you the option of picking the Stanley Cup champion right now, are you going to take the winner of the Colorado-Vegas series, or are you going to take the field? Ooh. Yeah, I'd probably take the winner of that series. Well, didn't you pick? Who did you pick for the cup? Do I, I need to look back on my notes? P- no, I originally picked Tampa. I think you have the San Jose Sharks. To be- <laughs> <laughs> so I got the Lake Erie Monsters. I have Colorado winning it all, but I'm going to change it oh, to the Montreal Canadiens. Just jumped on the bandwagon of his own team. This is good. This is going real good. I got I got Colorado and or Vegas in three in the next round. Now that Manny's full on with his Canadiens. In three. Takes, takes two rounds for him to be like, oh, yeah, this is my team all along. Oh, my God. That's great. <laughs> I don't know. I thought Montreal would just play a little bit above themselves when they played against the Leafs, but wow, they have really taken it to another level. Come on the bandwagon, John. I'll pick you up. Horse and carriage. I'll pick you up, buddy. Let's go. Le bandwagon. You don't, you don't want me on your team's bandwagon. True. That's true. true. That's very true. We'll Start cheering the, for everybody else. We'll go on the bandwagon. You can head to Chez Paris. I'll take Montreal. You take the field. Actually, it's funny. The, uh, the last game of the Winnipeg-Montreal series... I uh, got up, went and did something very quickly, missed the two goals that Winnipeg <laughs> scored. Sat back down and watched them lose. Amazing. You can so never good. miss another minute of a Montreal Canadiens game. You got to start deciding, like, you, your team has got to be the... the you got to go to the Bizarro Jerry world. You got to go, like, my favorite hockey team is the Chicago Blackhawks. You know who I love in baseball? The Arizona Diamondbacks. Just go to, these These are my teams. And then the, the Jays, Canucks, you know, the I'm going to be a, an Elks fan now. Oh, now the BC Lions are champions. I, I think you got this thing all wrong. Yeah, I think you're right. Can you- 
is incredible. You know, guys, I gotta be honest, I have goosebumps. Unbelievable. My God. And now it's time for our play of the week. Yeah, and that's brought to you by Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics. Um, Shane specializing in sport, nutrition, fitness, uh, not Stanley Cup champions. I wonder who Shane would have had for the Stanley Cup champions. I think he would have had... Croatia. (laughs) (laughs) He'd have picked whatever team Sean William Scott played for in Goon. (laughs) Good movie reference. Yeah, there you go. Directed by Jay Baruchel, good old Montreal Canadiens fan. Woo! It always comes back to the Habs, baby. Wow, it really does. And for the second week in a row, our play is from baseball. You picked uh, this play for the play of the week. Mechanical adjustments out to it. Turns on that high fastball. Gurriel's got a strong arm. Milestroke can run, and he's got it. What a throw by Gurriel. Lords Gurriel Jr. throws out a player at home plate in the Blue Jays game against Houston this weekend. That was our play of the week. Come on. Yeah, uh, Lords uh, Guriel, a cousin of Jeff Petrie, defenseman <laughs> for the Montreal Canadiens. It always comes back to the Canadiens. Guriel is a Habs fan. I'm telling you right now he is. Although, Nick Suzuki's goal on Connor Hellebuck should have been the play of the week. I'll tell you what, this definitely is not the play of the week. The guy that's running the base thinks he's out on a Sunday stroll with his dog. Slide! <laughs> tell the, me. the guy on deck is telling you, get down, get down! The oh, this vote. guy's waving at me funny. <laughs> he didn't even slide. No, he just did. walked right <laughs> through. <laughs> it's like the guy looked like he was getting off an escalator. <laughs> you know, the ball's showing up. I don't even know who that guy was. Uh, I don't, even know I don't know. I, I looked like Bregman the first time I watched it, but I was like, there's no, no, no way that it wasn't Bregman's Bregman. not making that play. Like, how is that not when you're racing home? The instinct now is to slide, not to just walk through like you're in a parade. Oh, Nick Paul's golden goal for Team Canada at the Worlds was also on the list. It did not get a sniff yeah. for play of the week. So, uh, but congrats to Mike DiPietro, Gabe Velarde, all the other members of Team Canada for winning goal after losing their first three games. I know. That's quite remarkable. That is for sure. And they, they were excellent uh, out of the game. Great to see like the, the how young that team was. And some of these guys, uh, or a, a vast majority of them, getting their first real international experience in this tournament as well. Uh, that was an outstanding showing after a very very rocky start. Yeah, Mangiapane had a great tournament. Yeah, He's got one God. year left on his deal. Yep. At 2.4 mil, he's going to get paid. Yeah, and he was a great example with the OHL draft over the weekend. Undrafted uh, player, uh, you know, obviously works very hard, gets uh, an opportunity. He's become a key member of the Flames. He becomes MVP of that tournament. Uh, I think the Montreal Canadiens are probably going to sign him because it all goes back to Montreal. Yes. It's uh, <laughs> it's perfect. It, it, was a, it was a great showing. It's good timing for him. Uh, the... Um Gerard Gallant, his yep. stock goes up after sure. coaching Team Canada. For sure it does. He's going to get a deal. Maybe the Rangers, maybe Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I talked to Gabe Velarde. He says he asked him if he wanted to come on the pod. He said he needed a break. So uh, we'll get him on soon enough. But congratulations to Gabe and Mikey and the rest of Team Canada. Yeah. Look for our next poll uh, next Monday on the social media accounts. You guys get to vote on the play of the week. Uh, we will post the candidates for the top play of the week every Monday at Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram and for future considerations on Facebook as well. All kinds of videos and, and all of that stuff as it happens. 
happens. You get to see uh, everything that's happening in the world of sports on your favorite social media channel, Podcast FFC <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram, and for future considerations as well on Facebook. Shirtless Manny Pava running around in his backyard while the men are building a fence, just <laughs> waving the red, blue, and blanc. Uh, yeah, it's. It, I, would, I wouldn't even bother following now for that's. That's what it is. Woo! <laughs> Are we going to do this Euro thing uh, at this point in this show, too? Oh, next we show. To, oh we'll, we'll, then we'll wait for the next show. Okay, we got to spread it out. <laughs> <laughs> and let's go back to baseball for a second, since it's Matt's favorite subject. And uh, the league says it's going to crack down on foreign substances. Uh, Yankees ace Garrett Cole was asked about it on Tuesday. And bear with me here. It's about 90 seconds. He gave this very awkward answer. We're going to play the whole thing. Now, have you ever used spider attack while pitching? Um, I don't. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know quite. I don't quite know how to answer that, to be honest. Um, I mean, there are customs and practices that have been passed down from older players to younger players from the last generation of players to this generation of players. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think there are some things that are certainly out of bounds in that regard. And, and, uh, I've stood pretty, stood pretty firm in, in terms of that, uh, in terms of the communication between our peers and whatnot. Um, you know, and, and I, again, like I mentioned earlier, there's, you know, this is important to a lot of people that love the game. And this is including, including the players in this room, including fans, including, you know, teams. And so if MLB wants to, you know, legislate some more stuff, that's a conversation that we can have. Um, because ultimately we should all be pulling in the same direction on this. I also read a Sports Illustrated article that called it the new steroids. And the article, in the article, a baseball executive says it should be the biggest scandal in sports. Guys, how big is this issue and how big should it be? Uh, this is a non-issue for me. What? This is a non-issue. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The guy who has carved baseball <laughs> since we started this podcast uh -huh. 40 episodes ago yep. has no problem with pitchers using foreign substances to get an increased spin rate on the ball so hitters can't hit the ball you're okay with this <laughs> no are you kidding me how are these guys allowed to i read the read the sports illustrated article it's unbelievable it's basically explains a few different scenarios of of how these guys do it like they're basically going in and sticking their fingers in gasoline and whatever else and, and lubing up the ball and nobody seems to say anything or check or the umpires i know that there was a couple of appeals where the umpires were asked to check the pitcher the umpire doesn't even know what they're looking for right. like it's 2021 like spin rate has become one of the sexiest things you can possibly do in sports and you've been tracking this now for a little bit of time but it's always started spinning a little bit faster <laughs> 
you know, baseball has already screwed up the actual baseballs and they're making it more difficult to hit. Now pitchers are able to do this and it's no longer just putting a little jet, a chip in the in the ball with your, your middle uh, finger nail or anything like they used to do back in the day. This is like coming out with hearing ripping sounds as the ball's leaving the pitcher's hand, like he's trying to rip the ball off of those little Velcro paddles that we had when you were 10 years old. <laughs> Like baseball is is again trying to find ways to score runs to make the game more exciting and all the this game is so pitcher heavy right now and this is now the, the finally somebody's bringing this to the table this has been going on forever yeah but they need to do something about it For because sure. pitchers are finding new ways to cheat yeah it's basically cheating absolutely so i i find it interesting that's a great garrett cole clip unbelievable yeah. i have no idea what he said no like it he so, has no idea what he said yeah he basically is like yeah i, I i've done it yeah I do most basically of the time. Yeah. yeah basically it's what he said and i find find it interesting two days after the story comes out his spin rate decreases. Uh-huh. He gets rocked by the Minnesota Twins. Uh-huh. Josh Donaldson calls him out. Like, there's something that has to be done here. And I totally agree that the league needs to do something. i just wondering how much umpires will feel empowered to do something. What What can they do? Like, what? So what is your, you know, you, you are going to get to the point... And I don't know if this is part of the coach's challenges that you you have now in a game. I don't know how this gets introduced. I don't know if the pitcher has to run by the umpire and do like a little patty cake to make sure their hands aren't sticky. Like, I don't even know how you're going to investigate this on a regular basis within, you know, you're really looking at having to do this every half inning. If that's the case, if you come out in the first inning and your hands aren't lubed up or whatever and you go back into the dugout in the middle of the third and and lube them up, whatever you need to do, and now the the spin rate goes, like, how in the world are you going to track this? It's got to be random. It's got to be random, right? With uh, the PA being the most powerful union in sports, they're not going to allow random tests. There's no way. Yeah, it's it's not going to happen. You know, if, if... and I and this is again another one of those scenarios. So the spin rate becomes faster. It's obviously a little bit harder to hit the ball when it's coming in and it's right. spinning and it's you know dipping and diving and, and whatever else. And so obviously it it affects the game. Does it affect the game as much as the you know the the inability to uh, for for hitters to hit or how dominant this this game has become for pitchers? I, I'm hesitant to believe it has a massive impact, but it's obviously something that needs to be addressed. And I don't even know where baseball starts with this. I think it's a huge impact. I, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, in particular over the next month or so, because, you know, everybody's watching for it now. Yeah. Will there be a guy that gets suspended or ejected or under investigation or whatever for doing this this year? What do you guys think? Yes. Really, I say not a chance. Yeah, so do I. I don't think... Because now it's going to be suspicion, too. You know, our umpire is going to just throw a guy out of the game because his hands are, are, are sticky and, you know, he's pitching in Texas and it's 110 degrees. I don't know. You know what they say, when there's fire, I think some the league's going to come down and something's going to happen. 
And now is as good a time as any to move into rapid fire. Are you ready? Woo! <laughs> Can we talk about the Montreal Canadiens? Because I haven't heard about them in the last little bit. Are they still playing? Who's better? Nick Suzuki or Cole Caulfield? Both. They're the best. <laughs> so, one more baseball question for you, Danny. <laughs> the Blue Jays are extending their stay in Buffalo until at least July 24th. Are they going to play baseball in Toronto this season, do you guys think? Only if they make the playoffs. I think that'll be October. Uh there's other sports that are going to be starting around October. The NHL will start its new season. The OHL, they want fans in the stands. I think the only way that Toronto will be able to have the Blue Jays back home at Rogers Center will be able to get fans in the stands. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll do that for the playoffs. And I said, uh, I think when we uh, when we first broached this a couple weeks ago, that uh, it would only be in the playoffs. I don't think the Blue Jays are going to make the playoffs. And I'm not convinced that they would be having much of a crowd in there anyways even if they did um so i'm gonna say no and and just because i i don't think they would be playing long enough into the season for them to actually uh have a chance to do that Ooh, are the jays making the playoffs john there's a hot take from matt well this will surprise you i'm predicting <laughs> they're not going to <laughs> who's better the blue jays or the baltimore orioles right now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, don't, I, mean, I, I don't think they will. Wow. No, I don't I've, either. I've watched them blow too many late leads. Yeah, and we've talked about the pitching staff, and, and I don't think either of us are, are really overly impressed or, or excited about the pitching staff. I think this is going to be, you know, again, a chance to see if Ross Atkins or uh, to see if um, Mark Shapiro decide to make a move here and at the trade deadline and try to up the ante a little bit. But when you look at the, the that division and you look at the other teams that are in the league, um, I they, they'll be close. I think they'll be there down to the wire, but I, I, I just don't think they, they've got uh, enough right now. Yeah, I don't think you want to pull the trigger this season. I think you want to make a big deal when you think they're a little bit closer than they are right now. No, you got to add. You got to jump now. You yeah. got to do it now. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that, too. Yeah, I, I mean, as far as the the teams right now, so looking at it as the time we record, Tampa Bay would win the East. The White Sox would win the Central. The A's would win the West. Boston is a wild card team. Houston is a wild card team. Cleveland would be next and then Toronto and Toronto is a half a game ahead of the New York Yankees and that so how many games behind Houston Toronto's two games behind Houston right now Boston's three and a half up I don't know you grab another arm these bats are still going I think you got a shot they got a shot I, th- I don't think they you know not to say they don't have a shot I just don't think they'll be there at the end Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets won the NBA MVP. Do you guys think he deserved it? A hundred percent. The Nuggets lost Jamal Murray, who was arguably their best player, the yeah. good old Canadian boy, Kitchener boy. And yet they still finished strong in the regular season, still beat Portland in the first round. Jokic averaging 26 points, eight assists, 11 rebounds, shooting 39% from three. We watched him the other night, and he was a monster. Can you believe he was a 41st overall pick? (laughs) 
in the NBA draft, of course this guy should be MVP. And I'm amazed at how basketball has changed in the fact that it's been so long since a center or a big man has been MVP. Shaq was the last big man MVP. Can you believe that? And yeah, totally different types of players. Absolutely. Yeah. And a Jokic, or a Jokic can shoot pretty much anywhere and we saw that in the yeah. one game that we watched and Shaq obviously didn't do too much outside of not even just the key <laughs> just on the inside of the foul circle but yeah it's been a long time since a big man won an MVP but well deserving LeBron James and the LA Lakers were eliminated in the first round of the NBA playoffs by the Phoenix Suns it's the first time LeBron has lost in the first round does it tarnish his chase for the best uh, greatest player ever uh, yes, I would say yes, but I d- didn't have him as the greatest player ever. I have Jordan 1, Kobe 2. Me too. Um, and, you, you know, Jordan missed. Jordan, same thing. He lost three first round series yeah. when he started to Milwaukee, then to Boston, then to Boston from 84 to 87. But that was at the beginning of his career. Mm-hmm. The fact that this is happening... Later in LeBron's career, I think hurts him a little bit and just means, you know, he's trying to climb that mountain, trying to reach Kobe, trying to reach Jordan, Mm -hmm. and it's just that much out of reach. Yeah, I'll say that it does because one of the knocks on LeBron James is the super teams, is that he wins with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. He wins with all of these superstar players around him. You know, I think that team he had in Cleveland with Kyrie was probably the thinnest team of any of the teams that he's played on, name and 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 profile, you know, by by name and profile. So you lose Anthony Davis for for LeBron James to basically have to do this by himself. He couldn't. He was outplayed by Devin Booker and obviously different positions, but certainly impacts. And, and Phoenix was just a deeper team. So I say it does just because now when you're looking at, Dwayne, uh, at um, LeBron James's playoff history as a whole, if you take away the super teams, there's not a lot there when he's been able to take a team on his back and, and make a massive run to the upset a couple of teams. I mean, coming in there, the seven seed, right? So you give them the fact that they weren't very good this year to begin with, had to win the play-in game to get into the seventh spot. But again, it's another team that when it's just him, they miss out a lot more often than, than they succeed. And in the NFL, the Atlanta Falcons have traded Julio Jones along with the sixth round pick to the Tennessee Titans for a second round and a fourth round pick. Who won this deal? I think Titans win this deal. I think it's a great deal for them. Uh, it's it's worth a shot. You know, they, they've got some weapons there, obviously. They've got Derrick Henry. They've got A.J. Ryan Tannehill's a bit revived there. I feel like that division is kind of open for the taking right now. I think it solidifies them, I would expect, as, as one of the teams that you would expect to come out of that division. I think it's it's worth a shot, absolutely. And, and I think it's going to rejuvenate Julio Jones in the sense that he, to me, was a guy, and at Atlanta just as a whole, has become very stale. There has not been a lot of movement of adding players. It always seems like every year somebody leaves and there's not a lot left for him. So I like the move for Tennessee and I like the move for Julio Jones. Yeah, I think Tennessee wins this deal because we've always talked about it on this podcast. If now is your time 
you've got to make sure that it is your time and add to your team and give them every opportunity to try to win it. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's window is now. A.J. Yeah. Brown, Derrick Henry, you talked about. When you think about the upper echelon of teams in the AFC, you've got the Chiefs, you've got the Ravens, mm-hmm. the Bills, mm-hmm. the Browns, the Browns, the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> They're that close, They're let me right tell there. you. But now you got the Titans. The AFC North, they probably could. The Titans don't have much of a defense, but Mm -hmm. their offense looks very, very good. So Mm -hmm. now you've got maybe the Titans leapfrogging the Browns, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe even the Ravens, right? Are Are they better than them? They don't have much of a defense, so I don't know. Atlanta needed to make this move. They needed to free up the $15 million just to sign their rookies. Yeah. So they needed they needed to make this move just to you know, start a new chapter. And Bianca Andrescu, she called uh, Sylvain Bruneau, her coach, family, as she fired him this week and announced it on social media. <laughs> I'm going to sit back and enjoy this one. Okay. I'm going to sit back and enjoy this one. So I don't know anything about this coach, John. Do you, Matt? No, I've never heard of him before. Okay. So, John, let us ask you, is this a good or bad move? I think this is a terrible move. <laughs> <laughs> Why, John? I'm going to go out on a limb and predict she doesn't win another major tournament. Because Whoa. what I think this is, oh. I think this is desperation. Yeah. He took her, helped her, and I mean, it's it's her on the court. But she went and rose t- uh, 150 places in the rankings with him as her coach. And then at her first major tournament, first big tournament that she was going to win... She was in agony. You could hear it in her voice. He came over and he coached her and he said, this is what we want. We want tough moments like this. It's, it becomes a little bit here, mind over like body. My feet are burning. Yeah. I really changed my socks. I changed my socks. Like, I can barely move out there. Yeah. You know how strong you are. You know how strong you are mentally and physically. And now you, it's, it's true. You need to push. You're right. You're going to need to push through it. You're, you're, you're going to need to stay strong under adversity. But that's okay. That's what, you're, that's what you want. You welcome competition. I want this so bad. Okay, that's good. Perfect. I, I like to hear that. So go out there and keep competing every single ball, every single point. You get your, like, your mindset. What's that's what I do. Like, no. screen to everything. Well, that's, that's all right. We knew that. But keep your ball deep. Keep working her. Keep working her hard. Okay? Up. Ready for a down the line forehand. Come on. She came back from behind and won the tournament. And then she had been unstoppable from then on until she got injured. And lately it's been injuries that have been hampering her progress. And is that the coach's fault? I don't think so. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. Did he hire the right trainers? Uh, she did switch a trainer recently too. So... To me, this is this looks like Eugenie Bouchard. This is like nothing is working. I got to start firing people because it can't be me. It's got to be everybody around me. She will never win oh. another major tournament. What is she ranked right now in the world? Uh, last I checked, she was seven or eight. Top ten player. Yeah. 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 Firing her she, coach. Yeah, she held that ranking because um, during her injuries now, they have a new thing in the WTA that if you're out for a number of months, you still hold your points. So legitimately, she probably shouldn't be that high, but uh, your ranking sort of freezes when you're injured. All right. And is this guy like, is is he a guy like, or is like this his, you know, his real first shot? Yeah, this is really his first big player. Huh. 
So it's I'm just looking it up right now. So he was the coach. Uh, oh boy, I got trying to so should have. Now he's got to now he's got to find another young player because you know he yeah. brought Bianca from youth tennis. Yeah, got her prepped. He doesn't have any other players by the sounds of it, right, John? Uh, nobody, nobody major anyway. Mm-hmm. And then he huh. caught COVID. Oh, come on! This- he got COVID for you. You owe him something. <laughs> what is the what is the uh, the time you've got to hang on to a coach if he gets COVID for you? How long do you have to keep that relationship going? <laughs> yeah, it's like if you move in with somebody and it's not going well, you can't dump them right away. You got to wait yeah. a little while, right? You gotta you gotta give it a fair shake. Cut the cord! No way. Look, I think pull Bianca, the plug. I think Bianca cheer for the Habs. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh. I think Bianca Andrescu wins the next major she plays in, just because John Rashad doesn't, and he's always negative and he's always wrong. <laughs> Side <laughs> bet. So I think she's got Wimbledon wrapped up. <laughs> Is that on Sports Interaction somewhere? Can I get in on that action right now? Pinata pick. And I hesitate to get into this. Did you guys watch the Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul fight? I'm so glad I didn't waste any money on that. There was a free stream oh, going really? around and I caught a bit of it before it pulled the plug. Uh-huh. They were just hugging each other the entire time. Do you think he got knocked out? That's that's the big thing that there's a frame by frame part in like the 8th round that that Floyd got him. And he kind of limped forward and was kind of Mayweather was basically holding him up for a little bit and like hit him a couple of times with his shoulder to like, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, <laughs> hey, buddy, are you OK? Keep, we got to keep this going. Are, we, are you OK? Don't worry. There's no winner, but we got <laughs> no judges. Going. I can't. I, I don't understand society to the point where that this guy is anything that anybody pays attention to i don't i don't get it he's a famous youtuber kids watch youtube all the time i know but this guy this is the guy that people are watching on youtube like go outside (laughs) floyd got paid oh Floyd is unbelievable great picture of him with a table of money in front of him. what did he call this the he's the best uh, um legal bank robber of all time or something like that. <laughs> great line it's a great, great line great line great line. oh yeah and now this guy who's the next guy that he's got now he's got an actual boxer right the the next fight that he's he's who uh, logan paul yeah or floyd Logan, Logan Paul. Oh, I, Isn't I don't he know. lined up for like an know. actual boxer? I heard Conor McGregor once in on some of the action. Oh, so. man. That's something. That's something right there. <laughs> I wouldn't even watch those two bag my groceries. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that, actually. <laughs> it would be quite helpful of them, really. I'd pay to watch I'd, that. I'd tip yeah. them as they leave. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, Matt, that's a lot of pizza pops. you got to eat a little healthier. <laughs> You, you, sure mate, you sure, mate. I don't know. All those munchies, eh? <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, but I remember about 10 or 15 years ago, and I saw Ryan Seacrest on everything, and I was like, really? This is the guy that everyone likes? Now it's like Logan Paul, and you're like, really? This <laughs> Where, guy? <laughs> where's Ryan Seacrest? Yeah. Now, I just think, as far as like sports are concerned, I have never been a boxing fan. Um, I've watched 
uh, I think the last boxing fight, that actual one that had a winner that I watched was the Mayweather-Pacquiao one where they just kind of ran around each other like they were on tricycles around a coffee table and <laughs> nobody actually swung at anybody. <laughs> I can, like, you have gone, I don't know if boxing and MMA and boxing and UFC are at all in the same realm, but UFC has never been hotter. And bo- boxing to me is just making a pure mockery of itself. Don't you think? Yeah, like I, this is this is just just above going to the convenience store in the street and starting a fight with some guy that that walks out with a bag of milk. I don't think it's anything like the heyday where they had, <laughs> you know, uh, Holmes and Sugar Ray yeah. and Mike Tyson. Like those guys were monsters. Let alone Joe Lewis and you know Foreman and, and Muhammad Ali, like. The pure sport of boxing is gone. No, it's... I don't even know what this is anymore. I think it was 1997, roughly. The summer of 97, I think, when Mike Tyson bit Evander Holyfield's ear. And I thought, well, boxing can only go up from here. Yeah. (laughs) Boy, was I wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Finally, guys, to honor our eighth anniversary since visiting Chicago for Matt's bachelor party, the Chicago Cubs have come out with a (laughs) Nike City Connect jersey, and uh, it says Wrigleyville along the front. What do you guys think of them? They did this for to honor our yeah. anniversary oh, yeah. for the trip. For, yeah. Absolutely, eight year anniversary. <laughs> party lasted almost a little bit longer than that. I think the jerseys are great. I think they're even better if they really came out to honor our trip eight years ago. I think those are the best sports jerseys on the planet. Whoa. I think they are unbelievable. I, I love the colors. I love how slick they look. I love that it says Wrigleyville. I really like the White Sox ones, too, that they, they've got uh, on, on there as well. I think they did a phenomenal job with that jersey. What do you think, John? Yeah, I think they're really nice. They're really, really sharp. I really like the. Oh, the I jersey. think it's. I think it's phenomenal. I think it's the best jersey in baseball. Get on the Cubs. Yep, absolutely. I want one of the hats, and we got to go back, boys. Gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go for the eight-year reunion. And I love the few people might be missing, but <laughs> we're not bringing everybody. <laughs> we're gonna leave a few guys behind. Well, they didn't really come along when we went anyway, right. so they can stay in the hotel lobby. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out of time for this week. <laughs> Oh, man. Manny, I know you wanted to talk about Euro soccer, but uh, we'll touch on that during our next podcast called The OT. It's the the same damn song. I don't know how this happens. I don't get it. Play it again. The Montreal Canadiens and Team Portugal have the same damn song. Woo! It's amazing. It's amazing. Okay. I will save my Euro talk for next time out by the way though I'm absent that we <laughs> calling in sick <laughs> by the way I do want to give a shout out not only to the Montreal Canadiens fans everywhere <laughs> and Portugal fans everywhere but Taya Curry uh-huh drafted into the Ontario Hockey League by the Sarnia Sting this yep. young girl from Park Hill just outside of Strathroy Ontario so good to see amazing to see congratulations to her family dad cameron mother michelle uh was texting with them on the weekend we'll try to get taya on the podcast but so so happy to see that yeah that was that was so cool i i was uh, teeing that up for for my daughter and told her that this was going to happen and then she got picked and and i uh 
I told Avin she was all excited and she asked if she could make a video for her. So she made a video. So if you follow us on on uh, Twitter and Instagram, podcast FFC um, is the uh, username. If you go back a little bit and just find this cute little girl in her PJs standing up against the wall, <laughs> trying to wish uh, congratulations to, to Taya. If you can share the, the tweet, I'd love for Taya to see it somehow and, and you know, even better to respond. It was it was very cool to see to see Ev all excited about that and it's just another opportunity for for young girls everywhere that uh, you know may not play hockey they might be into art they might be into business they might be into anything to see that uh, something like that it was very cool very cool very cool and she will be a mentor Taya will for so many young girls like my girls were excited about that yeah she plays with boys wow uh-huh. and she's better than a lot yeah. of them. in fact I, I was chatting with uh, somebody from the sting executive on the weekend they said she's a great person but most importantly a very talented goalie mm-hmm. so i think they're going to give her every shot to try to make that hockey cl- so we'll talk more hockey on our upcoming episode called the ot that's right uh the ot special guest tony ferrari is going to be joining us to talk about the upcoming nhl draft now that we have the draft lottery and we know where everybody's picked oh that was a lot of fun wasn't it how, the, how exciting was that draft lottery hey they got it right though oh you move from from three to two and and that's pretty much it good thing the worst team in hockey got the first overall pick as they should just a year later just for you Red Wings outside. Fans. <laughs> yeah and if you missed our previous shows go back have a listen most recently we had san jose sharks associate coach rocky thompson on the podcast as well as jared maidens and tony ambrosio and remember to email us with your feedback and show ideas and even your own hot takes for future considerations at gmail.com Social media, again, for future considerations on Facebook, Podcast FFC, on Twitter, and on Instagram. We also want to thank our sponsors, London Awnings, Quality That Shows. And Shane Tabalovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training. Our Ted Lasso, who is (laughs) going to be watching the Euro, maybe even a little bit more than our Manny Pavin. We got to get him on to talk Euro. We should. Yeah, we got to get them off. It'd be actually yeah. nice to have somebody that knows what they're talking about when it comes to soccer. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> so we will talk to you later this week for the OT, and thanks again for listening to Four Future Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their MO for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard... One of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.